And you are. Welcome to the Code Life podcast with me, Cole Beach, and my great mate, Nathan Blackerby. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Hiro Hiru Anoda. 19th of March, 1922, 16th of January, 2014, was an Imperial Japanese Army intelligence officer who fought in World War II and was what was known as a Japanese holdout who did not surrender at war's end in August 1945. I remember seeing that on the telly, yeah. I think. This guy was the penultimate one. Now, the other guy was uh, Taiwanese, I think. So right. he, he wasn't not quite the same. But this guy, this is a full-on Japanese Imperial Army officer. After the war ended, Onoda spent, wait for this, mm. 29 years holding out in the Philippines until his former commander travelled from Japan to formally relieve him from duty by order of the Emperor in 1974. He held the rank of second lieutenant in the Imperial Japanese Army. He was the penultimate Japanese soldier to surrender with Tsuru Nakamura surrendering later in 1974. Um, this is uh, quite a remarkable story of uh, tenacity and uh, obedience to orders. So let's find out a little bit about him. Mm. Uh, maybe a little bit of over-the-top obedience to orders. Refused to uh, listen to any messages that came in, but you'll find out more about him. He was uh, basically, uh, looks like a middle-class guy, uh, went to work at 17 for a trading company. When he was 18, he enlisted in the Imperial Japanese Army, trained as an intelligence officer in a commando class, mm. Fatumata, mm. at the Nakano School. <laughs> Things you can't resist saying that. Like, no. Oh, that's a bit out of you know. okay. <laughs> <laughs> On the 26th of December 1944, he was sent to Lubang Island in the Philippines. He was ordered to do all he could to hamper enemy attacks on the island, including destroying the airstrip and appear at the harbour. Onoda's orders also stated, and this is the thing, under no circumstances was, to, was he to surrender or take his own life. Right. Basically, hold, keep fighting. Don't give don't don't, yeah. don't commit suicide because yeah. a lot of them they blow themselves up, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah. Over in the face of defeat, but yeah. he was told, "Hang in there." That's a, I think that's a critical thing in what happened to him. Hang in there. When he landed on the island, Anoida joined forces with a group of Japanese soldiers who had been sent there previously. The officers in the group outranked Anoida and prevented him from carrying out his assignment which made it easier for United States and Philippine Commonwealth forces to take the island when they landed on the 28th of February 1945. Within a short time of the landing, all but Anoda and three other soldiers had either died or surrendered. Anoda, who had been promoted to the lieutenant, ordered the men to take to the hills. He continued his campaign as a Japanese holdout, initially living in the mountains with three fellow soldiers, Private Yuchi Akatsu, Corporal Shoichi Shimada, and Private First Class Kinshichi Kozuka. <laughs> During his stay, Onoda and his companions carried out guerrilla activities and engaged in several shootouts with the police. The first time they saw a leaflet announcing that Japan had surrendered was in October 1945. Another cell had killed a cow and found a leaflet left behind by islanders which read, The war ended. On August 15th, come down from the mountains. However, they distrusted the leaflet. They concluded that the leaflet was Allied propaganda and also believed they would not have been fired on if the war had indeed been over. Toward the end of 1945, leaflets were dropped by air 
with a surrender order printed on from General Tomuyuki Yamashita of the 14th Area Army. Mm. They've been in hiding for over a year. And this leaflet was the only evidence they had the war was over. Another's group looked very closely at the leaflet to determine whether it was genuine and decided, catastrophically, I'm going to add that word, that it was not. One of the four, Yuchi Akatsu, walked away from the others in September 1949 and surrendered to Filipino forces in 1950 after six months on his own. This seemed like a security problem to the others and they became even more cautious. In 1952... Letters and family pictures were dropped from aircraft urging them to surrender, but the soldiers concluded this was a trick. They go for, I mean, it's like mass group psychosis, isn't it? Yeah. Shimada was shot in a leg during a shootout with local fishermen in June 1953, after which a nursing back to health. In 1954, Shimada was killed by a shot fired by a search party looking for the men. Kazuka was killed by two shots fired by local police on 19th of October 1972. He was born. And here in Anoda, as part of their grid of activities, were burning rice. Anoda was now alone. On 20th of February 1974, Anoda met a Japanese man, Norio Suzuki, who was travelling around the world looking for Lieutenant Anoda, a panda, and the abominable snowman. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> Suzuki found Anoda after four days of searching. Onoda described this moment in two, uh, 2010 interview. This hippie boy, Suzuki, came to the island to listen to the feelings of a Japanese soldier. Suzuki asked me why I would not come out. Onoda and Suzuki became friends, but he still refused to surrender, saying he was waiting for orders from a superior officer. This is remarkable. Suzuki returned to Japan with photographs of himself and Onoda as proof of their encounter, and the Japanese government located Onoda's commanding officer, Major Yoshimi Taniguchi, who had since become a bookseller. Tiniguchi flew to Lubang and on 9th of March 1974 he finally met with the and fulfilled a promise he had made back in 1944. Whatever happens, we'll come back for you. Wow. So his commanding officer said that. Whatever happens, yeah. we will come back. It just took a few years. Mate, how many years? 30. Taniguchi then issued another the following orders. This... In a, one, in accordance with the Imperial Command, the 14th Area Army has ceased all combat activity. Two, in accordance with Military Headquarters Command Number A, 2003, the Special Squadron of Staff's Headquarters is relieved of all military duties. Three, units and individuals under the command of Special Squadron are to cease military activities and operations immediately and place themselves under the command of the nearest superior officer when an officer can be found now to communicate with the American or Philippine forces and follow their directives. Hilo and Anoida was thus properly relieved of duty and he then surrendered. He turned over his sword, his functioning Arisaka Type 99 rifle, 500 rounds of ammunition that were left for 30 years, several hand grenades, as well as the dagger his mother had given him in 1944 to kill himself if he was captured. Only Private Telu Nakamura, arrested on 18th December 1974 in Indonesia, held out for longer. Although he had killed people, engaged in shootouts with the police, and circumstances, namely he believed that the war was still ongoing, were taken into consideration, Anuda received a pardon from President Ferdinand Marcos. That's a crazy story. It's a crazy story. Can you... What, what drives someone to stay in place for that long? 30 years. 
and and to question everything that was dropped, all the information they were getting, it was like, no, it must must be propaganda. Well, the fascinating thing is, unless he heard from his commander, unless he received an order from a superior officer in person, he weren't going to believe it. He weren't going to, yeah. And he took 29, 30 years for him to get that order to him. Man, that's crazy. And how long was he on his own for? Because there were three of them, years. weren't there? Like, like 20, over 20 years, isn't it? It's crazy. <coughs> Question is, I think, um, what would, what would, what drives a man to hold out that long? Um, Make sure your mic's front on the, I reckon that's where we'll get the best sound quality. Are you going to edit that bit out? I will do, yeah. Just, just correct me mic action. Sorry. What are we doing now? But I, w- I want it to be a good recording. Otherwise, when you move away like that, there won't be any. You're saying it's not? I'm just saying that. But what do we do now? Keep going. Do we start again? No. But what just happens? like that in front of your mouth. Straight on. I can't you get a multi directional one? <laughs> I think these are, but what if we had a director and a producer, we wouldn't have these issues. No, but like Jocko don't, does he? No. What about this other one you're talking about? <laughs> Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I mean, these are the people we model ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but the question is, you're right. What yeah. drives a man? Mm-hmm. And so you know, man. relating it to our faith, mm. you know, that he, he he was obviously living by a strict combat code. Don't kill yourself. Mm. You know, don't surrender. So he heard that. He even had a dagger that his mum had given him to kill himself with. It all That's went brutal, isn't it? <laughs> Here you go, son. I've got your little something. In case it all goes pear-shaped. Yeah. Oh, what's that, Mum? Packet of fruit pastels? No. no, it's a dagger. Kill yourself. <laughs> Do it properly. Yeah. Think and of you know, me as you're running your guts out. Yeah. Harry Curry. But then the equivalent that we'd... It'd be a bullet, wouldn't it? Save it. Here's a bullet, son. In case it all goes wrong, don't let him take you. Oh, I suppose that the dagger is ceremonial. Yeah. You know, think of me while you're slicing your guts up. It's a bit family honour, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, but clearly, the Japanese—you have to enter into the Japanese mm. psyche, mm. <coughs> which I'm no expert. But I think the code of honour thing is yeah. huge. Yeah. And you know, someone says your boss says you ain't giving in. You don't give in until he handles you the order. In person, obviously, there is also a big culture of disgrace. Yeah. Not a culture of disgrace. A culture of avoiding disgrace. Yeah. Um, you know, to surrender and not fulfil his duty, yeah. his orders, was an overwhelming urge. Yeah. Question is, like, you know, we read the Bible and Jesus says, "Do this, do this, do that, don't do that." You know, well, we're not a do's and don'ts faith, but mm. it's like mm. love your enemies, yeah, bless yeah. those who persecute yeah. you. You know, go the extra mile, turn the other cheek when you fast, if yeah. you fast, all yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but question. You know I mean, yeah, yeah, and you know, you get a little bit of a knock. And we're like, oh, I think I'll surrender. I'll yeah. give in. Yeah. Proper sulkers. And that, that is utter, utter obedience, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you could say, oh, it's, it's cultural or it's because he was a military man. or, But wh- whichever filter you push it through, he'd been given orders. Yeah. And he was going to keep them. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was preaching over the weekend, mm. you know, on some of my favourite passages, actually. Yeah. I was at this thing called The Summit which is the blokes uh, down in Dill. In Kent. That is a long... Can't just say that. It's a long, Where is it? Kent? It's a long way away. I mean, is there a place beyond Kent? It feels like it. No, I'm Felt not like, sure. 
<coughs> well, I mean, basically, there's not. But it, <laughs> it did feel like a long, long way away. But these are good guys, you know, having a, having a go. And uh, I was preaching on, you know, David's Mighty Men stuff, which I'm uh, a bit keen on. Hmm. Um, I'm just getting the passage now. These are the names of the mighty men who David had. Joseph Bashahez, chief of the captains. He was called Adino the Esnite because the 800 slain by him at one time. And after him was Eleazar, son of Doda, the Ahorite, one of the three mighty men with David when they defied the Philistines who gathered there to battle and the men of Israel had withdrawn. He arose and struck the Philistines until his hand was weary and clung to the sword. Mm. If you read the NIV... Mm. Says until his hand was frozen to the sword, yeah, like cramped around it. Yeah, yeah like he's, but he basically didn't give in. It's yeah, like yeah. stuff. This like I ain't gonna quit. But we're not like that. By and large, as men of God, we're like, oh, I had a little bit. Of, someone had a little bit of a moment with me there. Yeah, for a little bit knocked. Courage yeah. has gone a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, we melt. Yeah, it's true. But these boys, you know, Anoda is like mummy own. Hmm. Still got 500 bullets, got a couple of hand grenades. You know, I get me food where I need it. Yeah. Stuff I'll, it. I'll attack I'm holding on. Yeah. You probably lost track of time. Yeah. yeah, you would do, wouldn't you? Yeah. Later in life, he was so popular following his return to Japan that uh, he actually, some people uh, encouraged him to run for government. He, he released a book, he did some TV work. Yeah. And uh, he became, and he got um, he got a large sum of money, yeah. uh, back pay, but he refused. Um, and then he, because he refused his back pay, they gave him twenty nine years of back pay. But he refused it, and when money was pressing by Woolworths, he donated it, donated it to some Buddhist shrine or Shinto wow. shrine. And apparently, he was very unhappy being the subject of attention, and he went to Brazil and raised cattle. And uh, got married, settled down, basically became a cow farmer, did some educational projects, uh, made some money, donated the money to the island where he'd been hiding mm, out, mm. and basically tried to live a very quiet life. And he died an old mm. man. Did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he died of heart failure in 2014. It's not that long ago. He commented the Chief Cabinet Secretary Yoshihide Suga Commenting on his death, I vividly remember that I was reassured of the end of the war when Mr. Onoda returned to Japan. That was the official Amazing. <laughs> Thing is... And they praised his will to survive. In our culture, I might be pushing the narrative a little bit here. Oh, let's do That's what we but, do. But you've got a guy there who has got every reason to turn around and say, hang on a minute, I've been, excuse the pun, shafted here. That's yeah. 30 years of my life. I'm not going to get back. I had kids. I had, I, had, I had stuff to do. Like The state owes me. I'm entitled. Yeah, but I think he's thinking, I did my duty. You had not persuaded yeah. me of yeah. the surrender. You, you know, I did my duty. Yeah. Their he, life is duty-bound. His life is duty-bound, yeah, yeah. clearly. Our lives are, we're more narcissistic. Yeah. But even shunning the money, because... I think we should have taken it. Yeah, but every I would I would suggest that most people would be like I want that and more. Like that's my right. I'm entitled. I want some compensation here. But he's he's about us. I was serving. Serving. It's a totally different attitude. I partly imperial Japanese army. 
I've made a pledge as an officer. Yeah. I received my orders. Yeah. I fulfilled those orders yeah. until I was told to cease. Yeah. Um, and the order had to come in person from commanding officer. The commanding officer flies out there and says, my son, yeah. it's over. It's over. Come home. Yeah, come home now. Well but done. he doesn't come home saying, well, now the world owes me. No. And when stuff goes wrong, I think, in our culture, we often look and go, well, someone must owe me. Thing is, right, the other guy who surrendered, he was serving in some related Japanese army force, didn't actually qualify for a pension, didn't want to give him anything. Really? No, they're very bound by the rules. Their culture's interesting. So the other guy surrenders sometime after. They're like, "Mm, you don't actually officially qualify for your back pay? Sorry about that. (laughs) He might have wanted it. And there was a public outcry, and they raised some dosh and gave it to him. Wow. Yeah, he took it. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. But it, it's just an interesting reflection for us, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know. Hold the line. Yeah. And how obedient are we? How, how honor centered are we towards Christ? Now, I don't think we should, you know, there's a limit. Yeah. 29 years on your own in a jungle. Yeah, it might be a bit much. Yeah, I think you would have, like, I mean, me, I would have added two and two, and yeah. I think I would have got four after a little yeah, while. Yeah, um, But then you're right. Like, commandments like love your enemy. Mm. Often it's like, well, how, how much do I have to love them? Mm. And in what way? And it, love he doesn't your enemy. say that. He no. says, love your enemy. Get on with it. He says, bless those who persecute you. Yeah, but I've been proper. What does that really mean? You yeah, know no, I mean? he's do it. You know, yeah. give your possessions to the poor. Well, as long as you've got the heart for it. <laughs> yeah. No, give your possessions to the poor. Yeah. You imagine if we were all living by the commandments of Christ and, and not yielding. What would that look like? That would be mental. Like, imagine the church. Mental, it? Oh, like, yeah. you mean, welcome the poor wanderer into your home. Spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry. Yeah. Bless those who persecute you. It'd be yeah. wildfire, wouldn't it, for the gospel? Mate, you imagine? Clinging so on what stops there. us doing that? Selfish, greedy. Because it's difficult. I don't it's imagine a for path. a nodder that was a very good life. No. I think he was a bit pants. But he had 30 years of hardship. So he would have been 48 when he came out. Yeah. 48 47. It's yeah. my age now. Yeah, yeah. You imagine I'm coming. I'm meeting you now for the first time. I've been in the jungle thirty years. To be honest, I kind of feel like that anyway. Be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, I feel a bit weary. Like I put a bit of hard paper around this. Last <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there was an acceptance, wasn't there? It was like, and you imagine the things would have changed, and technology's oh. changed, and like you've not seen the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why you end up cow herding in that, Brazil. And isn't it amazing? He kept his he kept his gun fully functioning, and yeah. so he obviously still living by the disciplines, and that's not, like he must have been yeah. living by the disciplines to keep his yeah. ammunition, his can grenade service boy, his rifle, collecting ammo, and himself healthy. Just healthy it's routine, wasn't it? Discipline, routine. <coughs> kept the disciplines in place. Spiritual disciplines. Yeah, we need to talk about that. We got them, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, and without them, it soon unravels, doesn't it? And there you go, Anuda. Yeah. Hiding out. Thanks for listening.